Hello world, I'm Rochelle Indra, a life coach here to teach you the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. Our society has a vested interest in keeping you stuck and unhappy so that you will try to buy your way out of it. But that's where I come in. I'm here to teach you how to give them all the middle finger. Week by week, I'll share bite-sized strategies on tackling overwhelm, onboarding good habits, creating boundaries, and actionable steps to rewire your brain to actually work for you instead of against you. Just a reminder, there are still some places left for Shauna and I's sacred retreat this October the 13th through 15th in Bend, Oregon. You can find out more information about joining us, about working with me in person, getting that one-on-one hands-on attention, and getting to work with other women in community and getting to do our healing work together, which is our sacred right as women to come together and work together. This is something that women have been doing since the beginning of time, but because we've been living in a patriarchy, it has been repressed and we have been pulled apart as women and sent to our individual houses to be mothers and wives and good little worker bees and getting us out of being in community. And it is the time for us to get back into community, which is why Sean and I are doing this. So there are still a few spots left. So go to hello at rochelleindra.com to find out more information. Or if you follow me on social media, you can go into my link tree and find out more information there about signing up, what it is we're going to be doing, what the space is like. Ooh, we rented this amazing, beautiful, beautiful house in Oregon, in central Oregon, where we live and work and absolutely love spending our time. So we've been cooking up all sorts of wonderful things for you. So come join us at the Coven Retreats starting in October on Friday the 13th. Hope to see you there. Bye. Hello, hello, and welcome to another installment of the shit they should have taught us in school but didn't. I am your fearless leader. Well, mm, somewhat fearless. Mm, maybe. <laughs> Listen, I got way off topic thinking about my fearlessness, but Regardless of that, I am your leader, your hostess with the mostest. I am Rochelle Indra. Thank you so much for joining me today. I was just doing a live from my hot tub this morning. I often in the mornings do lives on TikTok. Well, more on Instagram lately than TikTok, so you can find me there. Or maybe you found me here because you've been following my lives. In that case, welcome. And on the live this morning, I was thinking about something I figured I should have mentioned here, which is if you have certain topics you would like me to do a podcast episode on, let me know. There's a lot of people asking the same kinds of questions on my lives, which is wonderful and great. And I love that. And I appreciate that. But it also makes me realize that so many people are dealing with so many of the same issues that I should probably do a podcast on this. I should probably do a podcast on that. But if there's something that I'm not seeing or I am not talking about that you think we should talk about, go ahead and DM me on Instagram or write me through my website and let me know what it is that you would like me to do a podcast episode on. And I would be happy to do that just in case I'm missing a thing or two. Absolutely. Jump on and let me know. And speaking of Instagram lives, I did one, God, I want to say about a month ago or so, maybe when I first came back from Europe and 
the conversation was really good. It was really interesting. Oftentimes I'm either sharing stories of things I've been through or just answering your guys' questions about what's going on in your life. And this subject really hit me and was really interesting. And as it unfolded, I realized, oof, I got to think about this. Ooh, I'm learning something here. This is impactful for me too. And we were just sort of spitballing around it because I didn't necessarily have all the answers for it. Uh, I was sort of thinking out loud. I think we all were, and it was so impactful and meaningful that it has stuck with me throughout this past month. And I was like, you know what? If I can't shake this idea and notion and I'm starting to notice it in the people around me and in myself, we got to talk about it. So here we are today talking about it. And it is this idea that are your insecurities making you choose the wrong people in life? And we talked about this specifically around dating and who we choose to date. But you can also look at this in friendships and you can look at this in a job situation as well. But I'm going to sort of start out with relationships. And even if you are married, you're in a long-term committed relationship, you may still see, and I think probably will see some of yourself in this when you were choosing a partner. And then maybe you see this in choosing friends or work situations as well. But what came up for us, it started with this, I don't even know how, of course, as great conversations start, where was even the beginning of this thread? But we started to talk at some point about the fact that I'm curvy and I tend to, not always, but I tend to date, and maybe my kink is, very thin men. I don't know why. It's always been my thing, like painfully, painfully thin men. It's just always been my thing. And in the beginning of this, I used to be self-conscious when I would date a really thin man because I was curvy. And I will say that I think almost every man I've ever dated, I have weighed more than. Even when I was at my thinner weights in life in like my teens and 20s, I still dated really thin men who, you know, I still outweighed. I remember in high school, you know, when you're like sneaking around having sex in high school and I, I, he wasn't painfully thin. He was on the thinner side, but he wasn't super thin, but I always had hips and thighs and a big ass and curves for days. Um, (laughs) By the way, did this just turn into like a smut book of some sort? But What I'm trying to say is that we were sneaking around having sex as one does when they are a teenager. And I will never forget that I don't know where we were, but we had to jump up quick and get dressed. And I rolled over out of bed and went to throw on my jeans and I couldn't get my jeans over my thighs. And this is not, I mean, this was like the 90s. So this was certainly late 90s. So skinny jeans were like not really the thing. And so I'm like, God, what the hell? I took these jeans off. I put them on this morning. Why well, can't get my jeans up over my thighs? They wouldn't even like go very far past my knees. I was like, what the hell? Why well, can't get my jeans on? And he looked over and he was like, oh, those are my jeans. And I was like, oh my God, kill me now. Oh my God. And it's always been very sweet. I have really big boobs and I will sleep over at a guy's house and they'll be like, hey, do you want like, a, you know, a pair of boxers and like a sleep shirt. And I think this is like super cute in movies when this happens. And I love it when it happens in real life. I love the idea of it, but I'm always like, yeah, I don't, 
I don't think this is going to go the way you think this is going to go. You think this is going to be like all like cute, like oversized shirt and like a little pair of like loose boxers that I can like barely keep up around my hips. And I'm like, "Mm, these about to be a crop top and booty shorts on me. Like this is not going to be the same look that you were hoping for or you thought this was going to be. This is going to go very different for you, sir. But because it's always been this way, and I've been really lucky to have dated men who are very thin, who like curvy women, like this, we seem to be peas in a pod, and they're always like very happy with my body and obviously are aware that I have curves and are into it. But I've noticed in women around me how they always have been like, oh my God, I could never do what you do. I could never date a guy that weighed less than me. In fact, I just had this conversation with a friend the other day. She was like, I would die. I could never do that. And I was like, huh, this is interesting because the men I've dated who've been really thin, that's just the way they're made. That's just been their body. I I ended up tending to, for whatever reason, not on purpose, I've dated a lot of men who have been between 5'11 and 6'3, which we'll get into height in a second. But I just happen to have dated some very tall, very thin men. And I'm like, God, they're even, I'm 5'6. I'm like, they're so much taller than me. And still I weigh more than them. Um, I think I, when I was with uh, my ex-fiance, he was like 6'2", and he was like 145, 150 pounds. But he had a, a stomach condition that made it hard for him to process food in a normal way, so he could not gain weight. And I have dated lots of other men that, that gaining weight was hard for them. And I've looked at these women in my life, I could never do that. I could never date a man who was thinner than me. And I just thought, you would have missed out on some really phenomenal men. There's some really phenomenal, just as a lot of women can't do anything about what what size they are. I mean, I could stop eating Snickers, but do I really want to? But like there's women, I have women friends who can't gain weight either. And like, what if men said that? Men are like, oh, you're too skinny. Like, I don't want a skinny woman. Like, how horrible would that feel? Believe me, I've met men who do not want curvy women. They're very specific about it. I'm like, well, you're missing out on like a really phenomenal woman just because you're not into curves. So I'm like, wow, that has really eliminated a lot of spectacular men for you because of your own insecurity about what you weigh. And I will say that when I was in Europe, I was uh, dating a guy who was like five seven, five eight, somewhere around in there. Just slightly, I'm five six, but slightly taller than me, and also very thin. And I remember because of most of the men I've dated who've been really thin have been taller than me. We were somewhat similar size, and I did have a moment when we got naked, and he had a beautiful body. Oh, good Lord, good Lord. But I had a moment where I was taking my clothes off, and I was on top of him. You guys, I share so much. Thank God my dad doesn't listen to my podcast, huh? Thank God. The things I share with you, every once in a while, somebody gets on my live, and they're like, oh, my God, I love your podcast, and it means the world to me. I'm so grateful that you guys take the time to listen because there's so many podcasts out there you could be listening to. I'm so grateful you take the time to listen to mine, but good Lord, I get like, I turn bright red because I'm like, if you listen to my podcast, you know me so well. I just, mm, you poor thing. So anyways, there I am, get naked on top of a guy, and he was naked, and I did have that moment of feeling really fat. 
really heavy because I could see, because we were about the same height, like how just much bigger than him I am. Or I was at the time. And it's interesting. Feel how you feel right now. Think about how you feel when I bring this up. I bring up, there I am, he's naked, I'm taking off my clothes now, I'm naked, and I'm on top of him, like I'm straddling him, you know, so I'm sitting, and I have that moment of, oh my God, I, I just feel really big. I'm so much bigger than he is. And I've told this story to women, and the look on their face is like, oh God, I would die, I would die, I wouldn't be able to do it, oh my God, that would kill me. And... I did have that moment. And then luckily he was like very into it and like, you know, grabbing all of my curves and like super stoked. And I was able to let it go and just be like, well, I'm here. I'm very attracted to him. He is clearly very attracted to me. I really like him. We're doing this and I have to just get past it because here I am. And I am that girl, I will tell you, I'm that girl that in certain positions, I'm super self-conscious of my stomach. It's just something that I am struggling with and I will cover my stomach with a pillow. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you are that person too. And I say person, not woman, person, because I know that there are men. I have dated men who are self-conscious of their body, different parts of their body. There's lots of men. We just tend to talk about this with women, and that's not fair because men can be extremely self-conscious of parts of their body. So raise your hand if you have tried to cover your body during sex with a pillow in some way because... I definitely have. And usually it gets yanked away from me, which I'm self-conscious of, but then also like grateful that that means that they like my body. They want to see my body during sex. They obviously don't care. I've gotten so much better in my 20s. I definitely did the thing of, I'm self-conscious of my stomach. I hate my thighs. I hate this because I wanted them to reinforce it for me. I wanted them to make me feel better about my body when really that's not their job. That's not their job. It's not their job. And it's not sexy and it's not hot to have somebody complaining about their body and needing you to reinforce it all the time. And perhaps they didn't notice this thing about my body, but then when I point it out all the time, maybe they are noticing. I did date somebody once who there was a feature on their body that I never noticed and I was fine with. And then he kept pointing it out and I was said I was like no 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 it's fine you're fine I don't care I don't notice you're fine you're fine, but he brought up so often that I started to notice it and then I was like, huh? Because sometimes I can be swayed by what other people think and I'm like, is it weird? Maybe it is weird. I don't know. Huh? Yeah. No, I see what he's saying. And I started to then not like that body part and think it was weird because he brought it up all the time and then he convinced me it was weird. And I do not want to do that. So I figure a guy knows what I look like. Most of my dating is. I date from dating online, so I put full body pictures so a guy knows what he's getting himself into. He knows that I'm going to be curvy. He knows that, you know, if you want big boobs and a big ass, you're going to have to deal with hips. You're going to have to deal with thighs. You're going to have to deal with bigger arms and bigger stomach. And so I just try to be like super upfront about that. But I digress. Going back to these men who can't, in, in, our, in my situation, because I date men, who can't help that they are thinner, or perhaps they like being thinner, right? Maybe they can't help it. They like being thinner. And they would potentially miss out on dating great women and great women getting to date them because of our own body insecurity, because we have this idea that men are supposed to be 
bigger than us. They're supposed to be our protectors. And I, for one, have never really leaned into this. And I didn't get that same messaging somehow because uh, guns exist, right? So like... People are like, oh, I just, I just love being with a, a really like tall, big, strong guy who can protect me. Yeah, ain't nobody protecting you with their big, strong arms. No six, six guys protecting you from a four foot eleven guy with a gun. So it, it never really like occurred to me. I'm like, we're not in caveman days. Like, what are you talking about? Which I think also I had some times in my twenties where I was friends with guys who were cage fighters and they were all very much on the shorter side for men and they were ripped and they could, they could kill you. Right. I don't care if you're six, six, a trained fighter who was, you know, five, four is still going to kick your ass because he knows what he's doing. So that never really cemented in for me like, Oh, I'm safe. We think it might be safety that we're looking for, but actually we're looking for them to make us feel small and dainty and girly. And that desire to be small and dainty and girly and quote unquote feminine is societal bullshit imprinted into us that we are weak and that is actually a benefit to be weak. That is actually a good thing to be weak and to have a man be stronger than you and bigger than you and take care of you because it benefits the patriarchy, right? For them to be afraid of us for, or for us to be afraid of them, for us to feel like we can't challenge them, for us to have a little bit of fear of the men around us benefits the patriarchy. To feel small, to feel insignificant, Think about that for a second. It's all patriarchal bullshit. You get to be taller than your partner. I have dated men that I am taller than. I have dated men that I'm taller than in heels. And I will say that, oh my God, the sexiest thing a man ever said to me is I was uh, sort of long distance dating a guy in my late 20s who I'd actually gone to high school with. We had reconnected and we were starting to date long distance and we hung out again. Like we finally like, okay, let's meet up. Uh, He lived in a different part of the state than I did. So we met up and I had forgotten that he wasn't very tall and I had brought in heels for like our dates, right? Because I was like staying at a hotel and we were going to hang out while I was in town. And he picked me up for the date and we were probably the same height with no shoes on. So I was significantly taller than him in heels. And I will never forget, we were getting into the elevator to go on the date. And I said, does it bother you that I'm taller than you in heels? And I remember he didn't even look over at me and he hit the button to go down the elevator. And he was like, nope, absolutely not. And then he turned back and like smiled at me and looked me up and down. He was, he was like, you look absolutely stunning. And the confidence, oh my God. And every time I, you know, I was like wore heels whenever I felt like wearing heels, right? Because it was about what I want to wear. He would always tell me how beautiful I looked and he walked around with confidence with me, even though I was significantly taller than him. And I was so impressed by that confidence that it made me always feel like, yeah, no big deal if I'm taller than a guy. And I've dated guys that are same same height as me or any, any guy under like five, nine. And I've dated some unbelievably amazing, wonderful men. And it is ridiculous to me and really hurts my soul that these people get passed over. These wonderful men get passed over because they are 
quote unquote short, right? What's whatever society has deemed shorter. And I will tell you, and this is a broad generalization, but my experience, let's put it that way, is I have had a hell of a lot because they do this, oh, short man's complex, short man's complex. Well, what is that really? It's it's just frustration and anger about being told that they are not enough for how they were born. We hate when men say negative things about our body, but we seem to have no problem doing this to men. I have seen many women in front of men who are under six feet tall talk about how they would never date a guy under six feet. And it is horrific. It's akin to a man saying in front of me, oh my God, I would never date a girl that was over 125 pounds. Oh God, I could never. Uh, yeah, no. Mm-mm. If you're if you're over 125 pounds, yeah, good luck. There's no. Uh, I would feel so weird. I would feel so creepy. I'd feel so like ah, I could never do it. Could you imagine if you were standing with me and you heard a man say that in front of me? You would be horrified because you're a good person and because you care about me, and because <laughs> that I'm like because you care about me. No, because you're a good person. Because you're a good person, you would be horrified if a man said that in front of me. Yet how many times have you or somebody you know said in front of or even behind the back of people, oh, God, a guy under six feet, a guy under five, eight, oh, I just could never, oh, I would just feel so weird, oh, God. Those are your insecurities or those are her insecurities. And that is because also of what society has told us we should be looking for, we should be asking for, we should be wanting. Oh my God, the thing with red hair too, right? Like, oh, I can't date redhead or, oh, it's a kink to date somebody with red hair. Like, are we looking at how ridiculous this is? How stupid this is? Ew, a ginger. This is horrible. It's so interesting that we have made some ways that we put down some people's looks are unacceptable. You can't say that about somebody's race, right? You could never be like, oh, Asians, right? Am I right? I would never date an Asian. Holy shit. Or I would never date a white girl. Like you could never say these things, right? Understandably, people hopefully would put you in your place that that is not an acceptable thing to say or even think. But how many people have heard somebody put down redheads or curvy people or short people or all these things? And so really taking a look at our own insecurities, and say, is that, is that holding us back? All right, I just did that episode a couple of weeks ago on, are you not allowing yourself to be friends with the opposite sex? Are you missing out on 50% of the population as far as friendships go? Right? Are you narrowing down? Are you sitting there as a single person, or I'm just using the example of a single woman, but are you sitting there as a single person being like, there's nobody great for me to date. There's nobody out there. Okay, but... Are you cutting out men under six feet tall? Are you cutting out men that aren't muscular or maybe weigh less than you? Right? Are you cutting out, maybe you have issues around how much a man makes, right? He has to make this amount of money. Are you worried about how much you make? Right? Like, why does he have to make a certain amount of money? Because society told you that it's a man's job to take care of you? Right? I can understand... I would like to date a man that can pay his own bills, right? That's important to me. But how much this guy makes, I hear that all the time, that he has to make this money, all this money. Like, why? Why does he have to make that money? 
because society told you that a man needs to make a lot of money. So is that another way that you are cutting out potential partners because of your insecurities? And when it comes to to work, I've heard people say, oh, I don't want to work for that boss. That boss is so much smarter than me, right? Or that, that, friend, that friend will never be friends with me because she's so smart, Is that just your insecurity that you're not smart enough? I can't work at that firm because I'm not professional enough or I'm not this way enough for them. Maybe maybe that's not how they feel. This is how you feel. This is the projection that you're projecting onto them. I'm not pretty enough to be friends with that group of girls or smart enough or rich enough or whatever it is. Those are your insecurities. They perhaps have not even crossed the other person's mind. So are you eliminating people in your life? Maybe jobs you want to apply for, places that you want to work, people that you want to be friends with. Oh, I've heard all the time. Oh my God, that girl is so cool. She'll never want to be friends with me. That group is so cool. They're so interesting. They're, they're so well-traveled or they're so smart or all these different things. So then you don't even try. Or you've eliminated the people that you can date because they're not this or they're not that or they're not that. When you're like, God, where are all the really wonderful guys out there? Ah, Well, a lot of them are probably less than six feet tall. Oh my God. I get so frustrated with women I know who are only dating guys who are like 6'2 to 6'5 and then they're like, why are guys such assholes? I'm like, well... This is not true. Not all tall men are assholes, probably not even most. But when you are naturally born at what is societally considered this cream of the crop, eh, a lot of them don't have to be so nice because they know that they can just have anybody they want because society has deemed this to be the thing, right? Same with like Oh, I date all these guys. Guys are assholes. Are you only dating guys who are considered tens, right, who don't have to build a personality? Of course, there are wonderful men that are tens. You know what I'm saying. But are you just dating a certain type and then deciding that all men are that way? As somebody who does online dating, I will tell you, I cannot tell you how many men in their bio just put their height if they're over six feet tall. It'll just say their height, like that's enough, you should want me, or they'll just put their height and say, enough said, or six four done, and I'm like, oh my God, the audacity, right? You should be so privileged, you should be so lucky, and I have dated wonderful men over six feet tall, is obviously not everybody, don't come for me that I'm saying all these men are like this, I'm not. Some are because when you are, you know, like some gorgeous women are bitches, right? Like when you are what society has deemed as this is the perfect thing, you don't have to try as hard. You have the pick of the litter. So if you are frustrated in the narrow, narrow, narrow category that you are dating in or you are attracted to, think about opening up to something more and deeper. I can't tell you. That's my word for today. I can't tell you. That's my thing for today. But I can't tell you, but I will tell you, how many women I know who are like, I'm looking for a soulful, deep, 
intimate, connected relationship with a man who's done his work. And then I'm like, cool, but you're only dating super muscular men over six feet tall who are like a nine or 10. There's more out there. There's more wonderful men out there. And if those are the things you're looking at, you need to broaden your horizons. You need to broaden what you're willing to look for. And some of that means doing your own work on your own insecurities or your own prejudices around that. And by own, I mean what a society has put on you. You may need to do this with places that you're interested in working, career opportunities you're interested in taking, bosses you want to learn from, mentors you'd like to be mentored by, friends you would like to have. Where are your insecurities getting in the way? And I will tell you some of the ways to see these insecurities is saying things like, oh, I could never, this person is too, they think I'm, well, I was, when people start the, they think I'm, I'm like, because they told you? Well, no, but I just know. No, you don't. Not unless somebody told you how they think. When a client says, they will think, how do you know what they will think? That's just your insecurity talking. Well, this person wants, because they told you? No, I just know that they want. This person needs, those are all statements by your ego. These are all statements by your ego deciding that you are not enough. So you start putting yourself down or into different categories so that you don't have to try and potentially get hurt. Just something to think about when you're out and about and looking at your life. I hope this helps. A woman told me recently that she hasn't joined the Sisterhood Group Coaching, even though she's wanted to, because she has a hard time putting herself first. And that broke my heart because I know that feeling. I know the feeling of putting everybody else's needs first, or what everybody else wants. And it can feel like it's a luxury to put ourselves first, to take time away from everybody else and what they need from us to put ourselves first and put ourselves in a supportive community of other women doing the same thing. It feels like we just shouldn't allow this for ourselves. It would say something negative about us. And that is not true. That is the patriarchy. That is the society that says work, work, work as a woman, do everything for everybody else and never stop and think about yourself. That is bullshit. And then she finally put herself first and she joined the sisterhood and she said, I can't believe it took me this long to do it because it's so great to be in community with other women who just support me for existing, just support me for doing the best I can every day. And knowing that I have this group of women around the world supporting me means everything to me. And Oh my God, I cried. She cried. We all cried. It was so beautiful and special. And that is what I'm making here. That is what the group coaching is. And if you are like that, I challenge you, whether it is my group or some other group or some other community, to finally put yourself first because you absolutely deserve it. And it is the only the patriarchy that tells you you don't.